0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And you just heard the number to call in to Calvary Live. I want to welcome you to today's edition of the program. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm with you once again on a Monday afternoon uh, to take your questions and your prayer requests. So as most of you know that are tuned in to today's program, That Calvary Live is a program for the next hour. You get to call in, you the listener, and ask questions about the Bible or uh, maybe the things going on around us, and there's a lot going on around us. How do we look at it through the lens of Scripture? And that's what's important, that we keep our hearts and our minds on the Lord and on the Word of God. And then also, maybe perhaps you got a prayer request, and certainly that there are some of you that are listening right now that you need prayer. You need prayer for yourself, for wisdom. You need prayer for provision. You need prayer for um, just a a number of things, because we all are going through just challenges right now, perhaps some sadness or anxiety or fears uh, as we find ourselves uh, in this pandemic situation, and and so it gets hard, it gets difficult. So uh, I want to be able to bring comfort to you and wisdom. I want to be able to minister to you, just try to encourage you the best way that I know how. And that's why uh, programs like this, Calvary Live, are so important. So I want to welcome everyone that's listening on Grace FM. You're listening live on this Monday afternoon. Welcome on this kind of gray day in May, but we need the rain. We're dry, and we're supposed to get some rain this week, and uh, we always call it up here in agriculture area, liquid sunshine. And so um, we welcome it, and uh, we hope that you're having a blessed day, that your week is beginning out, uh, your, the work week that is beginning with uh, just some calm and some peace that the Lord has given to you as we enter into another week uh, of uh, all the Safer at Home guidelines and things like that. So welcome you that are listening along the front range all the way uh, from Pueblo West and Fountain and and Colorado Springs on 101.7. Love you guys down there. Love to hear from you guys, see how you guys are doing down in Southern Colorado. And then also in Northern Colorado, 89.7 from Castle Rock and Parker up into the metro area. And then on up into Boulder and Longmont, Rocky Mountain National Park, uh, Estes Park, uh, all the towns, Red Feathers, and then out on the plains, the Fort Collins and Greeley, and even out to to parts of uh, Morgan County and further, Fort Morgan and Brush. Powerful signal up up here in northern Colorado, and uh, up into southern Wyoming, into the panhandle of Nebraska welcome. Pray you're doing well. Hey, let me know how you're doing. Yeah, we're here to answer your questions. We're here to pray with you. We're here to converse about the things of the Lord, and I I think it's important that we do that right now, that we're not able to uh, have face-to-face services and uh, things. Hopefully, uh, we pray in the next few weeks, are going to start opening up to where we can do that, but we don't know uh, exactly what the timeline is for that. And in the meantime, uh, we have to endure. We have to be praying. Uh, we are to be uh, looking to the Lord uh, for strength and for wisdom and for guidance. And, and that's certainly what we are doing here at Calvary Greeley. And And I would also just ask that you pray for your pastors of your church as, you know, ministering in these days as you are ministering to people and all the other things that goes along with pastoring the church and decisions that need to be made. Uh, When we started the year, we never thought we'd be making decisions that we've had to make um, when we hit March, and it came on as fast and suddenly and uh, abruptly and and uh, we're still continuing to try to make decisions and how we can best minister to everyone. We had a wonderful weekend, even though we weren't face to face for the most part. Uh, we did have Mother's Day bags and gifts that we gave to moms that came by in their cars. We kept the social distancing and our mask on. We had a prayer drive-through that we did here in the parking lot as well at Calvary Greeley, and we're planning on doing that more if if we're not able to have in-person service. Uh, we had uh, some crafts to give to the kids. So be looking for your church that is looking for ways to be able to minister to you, and a number of churches are doing uh, drive-through prayer times. I think it's wonderful, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. Uh, just be able to get a hold of your pastor's, as uh, you have prayer needs, uh, reach out to them, and uh, and they want to reach out to you. And so be praying for your leadership and your church as we're going to have to make decisions. And I think one of the things that we're going to need to realize is that church is going to look a little different this summer. Uh, and I know certainly probably the indication is, and we don't have all the info, uh, but uh, what things are going to look like, and the guidelines, and the social distancing, and how many people, and on and on it goes. But uh, we are going to do the best that we can, and God's church is still alive, and God's church is still here, and uh, and Calvary Live is here to remind you of that. And we, as we host the show, we're very privileged to be a part of your lives so again, welcome all of you at Grace FM. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. Uh, all lines are open. I know that on Mondays, sometimes it gets a little slow. Let's start out the week, which is really being edified and encouraged. Please give me a call. All lines are open. And then, as most of you know, there is another means for you to be able to ask a question or to ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that is seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven, and always make sure that you are safe uh as you are texting seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven so maybe I haven't heard from you for a while. love to hear from you. uh I noticed that traffic is picking up a little bit. it was so quiet at the end of March and into April, but Some people are going back to work or uh, some businesses are beginning to open up with restrictions and stuff. And so I noticed the traffic is getting a little bit heavier. And so if you're in traffic, uh, text safely. Uh, If you can call us, whatever it is that you're doing, uh, please give me a call at 303-690-3000. We got listeners also on our online uh, audience that are listening from Southern California up the West Coast into Washington. And then also in in Colorado, down in the Four Corners area, and Texas, and Oklahoma, and Kansas, and on the East Coast. Because we want to welcome all the truth. And Hope FM listeners, welcome to today's program of Calvary Live. We pray you're doing well. We want to know how you guys are doing out on the East Coast. You are a week delayed as you listen to the program, but love to talk to you. So give me a call. we got a couple open lines 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, and we're going to go to the East Coast right now, to New Jersey, where Susan's on line one. Hi, Susan.
1: Hi, how are you?
3: Good, how are you guys out on the East Coast? How are you doing?
1: Uh, pretty good.
3: Good, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You got a question for me?
1: Yeah, I was watching a sermon with David Jeremiah, And he Mm -hmm. was saying when Jesus comes to rapture the Church, that it was going to be a silent event, it was going to be quiet. And I never heard that before. I always assumed it was, I don't know, like, going to be noisy or...
3: Well, I'm not sure, um, without listening to the teaching, I do know this, that Dr. Jeremiah is a very good teacher on end-time prophecy. Very, very solid. You can trust his teachings. And I've listened to many of his teachings, and so he's a good source, so perhaps what he is saying when it's silent, it could be in the context of what he was talking about that it could be that uh, there's no um you know event that has to happen before the rapture of the church um the rapture of the church can take place at any moment uh so perhaps what is silent is the events. We do know that there's birth pangs, there are signs that are pointing to uh, the fact that we're in the last days and uh, the rapture of the church is uh, an event that's going to take place when we least expect is what Jesus said. That's why he told us that you'd be watching, that you'd be waiting, that you'd be looking for the master's return because I come at a time that you least expect. And so... Um, you know, it's, it's the rapture is going to happen in a moment that we're not expecting it. So I think that perhaps maybe what he's saying is there's no specific prophetic event that has to happen. When it does, we do know that when the uh, the actual event happens, uh, it will happen suddenly. Uh, we know that uh, there will be uh, from heaven a shout, the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we will rise and be caught up to meet the lord in the air so we ourselves i believe we're going to hear that trumpet and paul talks about it in first corinthians 15 in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump we shall all be changed and um, so i'm waiting to hear that trumpet blast but to the rest of the world um, you know there's nothing that says that they're going to hear the trumpet we're suddenly going to be gone so does that help
1: Yes, it does. I was a little confused. I didn't understand it. I was trying to find that sermon again, and I couldn't find it.
3: Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, Dr. Jeremiah, good teacher, wonderful teacher, um, love his teachings, and I love the fact that he's one of the Bible teachers that we have uh, in our nation and in the world that is has the coming of the Lord before us, and it's so important because uh, that has been ignored, I believe, uh You know, recently in a lot of churches, and a lot of pastors won't speak on it. I very much appreciate Dr. Jeremiah's teachings and his books on that. But keep looking, Susan, keep looking, because the Lord can come. Oh, I am. I'm
1: looking forward to that
3: day. Yeah. And, you know, John says that he who has this hope purifies himself. And and the reason I'm kind of parking on a little bit, Susan, because I'm sure the people Mm -hmm. out there on the East Coast, as well as here in Colorado listening to the program— we need to remember that all of this is leading to a glorious future for us as believers. And that is, the Lord is still on the throne, and His promises are true. He's still sovereign, and He's going to come for His church. And I believe that we see the things around us that are pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ. So we, when we begin to see these things come to pass, look up and rejoice, for your redemption draws near. Is what the scripture says, and what Jesus told us. So, appreciate your call, Susan. Oh, thank you. You have a blessed day. All right, you be too. careful. God be bless safe. You, you too. Always good to hear from you guys on the East Coast. Love to hear from you guys praying for you in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland on Hope FM and then Truth FM and parts of Kentucky and Tennessee and other places. And then some other radio stations, what I understand, Listening, Refuge. Uh, even though you're a week delayed, you can call. Somebody will answer, and um, and then uh, you can we can have the conversation, and then you can listen to it a week later. So, hey, give me a call. we got an open line, 303-690-3000. So glad to see people calling in on a Monday. We want to go to Aurora, where Laura is online, too. Hi, Laura.
4: Hi. Hi.
3: How are you?
1: Um, um, I'm okay. Um, I, I've i called a couple times, and you prayed for me for my house before, but... um. I have had this problem uh, with my foot, and in the last two years, I've had like um, eight surgeries and stuff. Four of them just on my foot, and um, I it and it keeps breaking open. It started with like there was a little break in my foot, and it got and it was uh, moving down through it, and it got abscessed, and so it, uh, it keeps breaking open and getting infected and stuff, and and they've done the surgeries on it. This last week, it, it did again, and I, in fact, I just got out of the hospital again, so um, I've been on one of those knee walkers for like two years and stuff, and okay. um. so I, I really need prayer, I haven't been just able Perhaps. to walk very much, and it's causing pain in my joints with arthritis and stuff also, Absolutely.
3: so. Absolutely, Laura. Father, I pray for my sister. She's had a number of surgeries in the last couple of weeks, or years in her, her uh, foot, and Uh, with the bones breaking and then just the pain. And, Lord, uh, I just pray um, that you would just bring healing, bring healing to her, strengthen her bones, Lord, just with the arthritis as well, that you would touch her body, not only her feet, um, but, but everything connected, the ankles, up the legs. Lord, that she would be able to walk and be able to do it without pain. Lord, that you would strengthen her and encourage her in every way, Uh, So, Lord, we just um, ask for that blessing. Uh, We ask for um, you to um, just um, be with her, bring the comfort she needs, Lord, her provision. Lord, uh, just uh, touch her physically because you're the great physician. Bring healing to her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you so much.
3: You bet, Lord. You keep calling. We'll keep praying, okay? Okay, thank you. God bless you. All right. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Hey, let's talk about Jesus. Let's pray together. Let's fellowship. and Let's let's encourage one another. Let's remind each other that the Lord's on the throne. And let's speak truth. Let's uh, just um, edify and build one another up. And that's what the body of Christ is to do. So we're going to go to Denver. Rudy is waiting. Hi, Rudy. Hello. How are you, brother?
1: I'm good, brother. Thank you. I'm good. The sun good. just came out.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's, out here that's in Denver,
1: yeah, it's beautiful. Well, uh, I had a I had a question. Just kind of um, a family member of mine's going through uh, a little situation with his mother and his wife. He asked me, you know, spiritually, who who should he who should he take sides in, and uh, not really in the event of of like, I mean, in any scenario where, you know, one or the other is going to say, hey, I'm your mother, you got to honor me, you know, it's a commandment of the Lord. And the other one says, you know, I mean, you know, you love your wife, that that she's our one soul. Kyle's kind of hard, having a hard time. acting. Personally, I would take my wife, and I feel guilty by saying that. And right. I mean, it has to save her from fire, or maybe a, a, a bad argument between the two, or mm.
3: yeah. And you know, Rudy, I think you're on the right track. And what you're saying is because you know, let me ask you this, Rudy: What is the definition of marriage?
1: Some dedication to the, our life long what? under the, the vows of yeah. God, Take the vows of you know, that... God that we're going to do this and do that, and you know, grow right. old and. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and you're on the right track. And whenever a couple comes in and I do premarital counseling, and uh, especially when they're young, but not just for young couples, I ask them what the definition of marriage is. And we can go to Genesis chapter 3, or Genesis chapter 2, excuse me, clear back in the beginning. And the definition is given to us, where a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So it's like you said, there's a oneness that is there. Uh, 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 We don't fully understand it, but the Bible declares it. There is a leaving mom and dad. Now, in leaving mom and dad, it does not mean that you stop honoring mom and dad, but there is a leaving. And and matter of fact, uh, in the wedding ceremony, when I uh, officiate a wedding, when the father uh, escorts uh, the bride down the aisle, there's a certain point where I have them stop, and um, she, you know, when I ask who gives this woman to be married, and the dad says, you know, her mother and I, or whatever the response might be, uh, then I have the groom go get his wife and bring her up because there's a symbol there that there's a leaving mom and dad, and now being joined together in that wedding ceremony. So um, that is the priority of of you know, um of your joined, you're one flesh. Um and so um that needs to be in the family unit. Now again, it doesn't mean that uh you don't honor mom and dad, but what has happened in some marriages is that mom, you know, or dad or another family member, or it could be even somebody else, comes and starts to drive a wedge uh between the marriage couple. And um and you know, I I tell couples: you get in an argument, you don't run to mom, you know, and dad. You need to work it out. You need to settle it. And um and so the priority in the marriage relationship, a husband is to love his wife as Christ loves the church. There's a oneness that is there, and she is the priority. And um and it's you know the husband and wife. That is the priority that is there, um, and not letting mom and dad or other family members or friends or whoever drive a wedge in their marriage. And um, that's part of the relationship that the Lord has put and built into the marriage relationship and the covenant that that a husband and wife have. Does that make sense?
1: No, it makes a whole lot of sense. It it does. does. I just didn't know really how to. I didn't want to get too, too into it. how i felt because i it's you know i'm just i'm five years married right now myself and uh i i just really i just kind of pointed out i would you know my job is to die and protect my wife at any time that i have to you know i mean that you know and just be there for her no matter what you know and i know she loves others and as i love others as my mom you know there's things i do for my mother that you know that's that's caring and loving and you know honoring but I, I'm always going home to the wife and, you know, just putting yeah. her number one in my life. And so yeah. he kind of just thought about that. He's just having a little issue on, you know. His,
3: yeah, it can be life. hard. It can be hard. But just encourage him in what the Scripture says, and the Lord will honor that. And, um, and you know, there needs to come a time sometimes where it's like mom, dad, or brother, or sister, or friend, or, you know, whoever. Listen, this is what me and my wife have decided we're desiring to honor the lord in this we've gotten to prayer over it and and this is the direction we are going to go but you have to be on the same page when it comes to making decisions you need to be on the same page when it comes to disciplining the kids um, and it needs to be done in a godly way and then you rudy here's the thing that it's important that you're praying because you are to lead that house and to and to lead that family and to do it in such a God-honoring way where you are hearing from the Lord, seeking the Lord. And I'll tell you what, um, Sue and I, we just celebrated last week our 30th anniversary. And it's been a wonderful 30 years. And we make a, most of our decisions together. But we desire to seek the Lord, and He speaks to our hearts. And um, But there's been a few times where Sue has said, you know, you're the head of the house. You need to make this decision for our family, for our kids. And um, and that decision was made. And she honored that. She respected her husband, she prayed for me. I listened to her because she hears from the Lord, and we need to hear from our wives. But you know, I didn't go to mommy and daddy and ask their advice and make the decision for us. Um, and we were blessed because we've had uh, I've had wonderful in-laws. Uh, my mom and dad, um, you know, didn't butt into our business all the time. Um, we honored them we respected them, but we sought the Lord in making decisions and raising four of our kids. And, and, um, so I'm very thankful for that, uh, for the, the guidance of the scripture. So, hey, blessing brother.
1: Yes, sir. Well, thank you. And I've been praying my way through all situations, you know, since I've got saved, my wife has seen a dramatic change and, you know, my back is turned against everything that, that really angered her. You know, as far as I was unattractive for this marriage, I've talked to you guys about some things, and, man, prayer is just so powerful.
3: (laughs) It is, Rudy. Hey, listen, stay close to the Lord. You love Him. The best thing you can do for your wife and your family is love Jesus and walk with Him. And as you do that, um, you know, you're going to bless your family tremendously. He will be faithful to you, and He won't let you down. And he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. So, Father, I thank you for Rudy. I just pray that you do that work. I I appreciate his questions when he calls. The work that you're doing in his life, I can just tell that you're working. And, Lord, help him minister to his friend and um, help him minister to his family in a way that just is a blessing and, and godly wisdom. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. 303 690 3000. We got an open line. Let's see where I'm at. Uh, Wani in Strasbourg.
1: Hi.
3: Is it it, it Wani?
1: Yes, it is. Thank you so much.
3: How are you? You there, Wani? Wani, Strasbourg. I don't know if we lost her. Hey, Wani. See if you can call back and we can get you back. In the meantime, I'm going to go to Maryland where Mary Kay is on line Hi, Mary Kay. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. Good. What can we do for you?
1: Well, my mom needs prayer and my cousin Rich needs prayer. He has a bad cold and he can't hardly breathe.
3: Oh, that's a bummer. So, okay, we'll do that. So your mom I needs prayer? Need
1: prayer, too.
3: Okay. How can we pray for you, Mary Kay?
1: Well, I, I used to wear hearing aids, and I can't wear them anymore because I, I, I'm going to hear good.
3: Okay. Father, I pray for Mary Kay. I pray she can hear me and she wears hearing aids. I know how frustrating they can be for for people. But Lord, I just pray that you would just um, help her to hear, and, and particularly when she's trying to hear the word of God. And I pray for her mom. Um, I just pray for her that you would uh, minister her and uh, and for her cousin Rich that has a bad cold and can hardly breathe. And Lord, I pray for healing for him of every sort. Uh, and Lord, for this family, I thank you for Mary Kay who's listening. I pray that she would be blessed by hearing the word of God. So open up her ears to hear that. Pray for her mom. Uh, pray for her cousin, her family, bring healing to them uh, in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless. You. God bless you, Mary Kay.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You bet. Bye bye.
3: Bye bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I was hoping to get Juani e. back from Strasbourg, Juani, e., if you can call me, but um, if if you can't get through, I'll try to answer your question, what I have here um, before me that I can read. and uh, so, But I'd, I'd love to talk to you and pray with you if we can do that. I want to remind you that you can also send in a text message or a prayer request on the text line 720-336-0897. And we'd love to be able to uh, text, take your text questions. So good to get some calls here on a Monday and um, and questions and uh, prayer. And and perhaps you've been absent from Calvary Live over the last couple of months. We'd love to hear from you, see how you're doing, uh, ask your questions, and uh, have that conversation with you. So the number to be uh, on the air, the call-in number, is 303-690-3000. And we're getting ready to go to a break here In just a a minute or so. So um, we'll wait till afterwards. But um, I do want to encourage you today that you keep close to the Lord. And uh, there's, uh, I know a lot of, I I think we're all feeling a little bit edgy right now. And uh, we can because it's hard to make decisions, it's hard to move forwards in a lot of ways, Uh, it's hard to. You you know know what tomorrow's going to bring? Next week, next month, we're heading into summer. Are we going to be able to keep our plans, things like that? Let's keep our eyes on the Lord, because there's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of um, things that we can read and listen to, and I'm not saying we should not be informed. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying this, because I know it's true for my own life that I need to keep in the Word, and I need to keep my focus on the Lord, because I need His peace, I need His wisdom, and I need His comfort, and we are to give that to others. Hey, 303-690-3000, we got um, some couple open lines. Give me a call. We're going to go to break, and then we're going to be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you this afternoon and blessed. And even though uh, we are hard pressed, we are not defeated, as Paul would say to the Corinthian church And we are not defeated. Will you remember that? We can be hard-pressed. We can have difficulties. um, But the Lord is with us, and the Lord is stronger than any problem that we end up facing. So love to talk to you today. Give me a call. we got two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's talk about um, the Lord. Let's answer your questions, pray for you. Uh, have enjoyed the first half it's uh, wonderful to see people calling on Monday and uh, so keep those calls coming in we need to build each other up we need to b- encourage each other edify one another that's what the body of Christ is to do and it's so important especially in the times that we're going through so give me a call 303-690-3000 my name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado And always a pleasure to be with you on Mondays. I host Tuesday, and then my good friend Ed Taylor does Wednesday and Thursday, and Nick Cady on Friday, and other pastors that fill in for us. And uh, we see it as a privilege to be able to minister to you. Wherever you're listening, here in Colorado or on the East Coast or online, uh, even different parts of the world, I think Ukraine and South Africa, we had listeners even today. So if you're in the United States, give me a call at 303-690-3000 for the call-in line. Let's go to Ted, who's in Castle Rock. Hi, Ted. Hi there. How are you?
5: Good. Uh, Good. I just I just had a quick question. I uh, was calling to—I just had a curiosity, I guess, uh, back in the days— um, early days, uh, where God would actually appear and talk to people. And I guess my question is, is, is there a specific, uh, something in the Bible that says why he doesn't do that, like in our current times, or is there any yeah. reason why he wouldn't, I guess?
3: Yeah, and that's a good question, and, you know, it's a question that a lot of people can kind of wrestle with. Why doesn't the Lord just speak audibly to us? Um, why doesn't the sky open up and, you know, he speak to us or, you know, things like that. And in the Old Testament, they, they um, you know, didn't have the canon of Scripture like we do today. The Lord um, would speak through holy men, um, you know, as he would speak to them. Um, and uh, he would, you know, uh, like, for example, to Abraham, uh, to Noah, um, you read about it, how the Lord spoke uh, to David. Uh, but in the New Testament, what we have, and there's an interesting verse in Hebrews that says, God who at various times and in various ways spoken time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir to all things, through whom he has made the world's. What we have today is He has spoken to us, not audibly, but we have the Word of God. And He does speak to us in that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. And um, and so we have the Holy Spirit in us that brings us a peace that rules in our hearts, um, sp- confirms the Word of God. Uh, I personally have never heard the audible voice of God uh, in my life, um, and um, but... The Word of God is what speaks to me, and the Lord has spoken through His Word. So that's why it's so important that we continue in the Word of God, because the Word of God is the you know written Word of God um, that is speaking to our hearts to guide us and direct us. And then the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, He's the teacher, He's the comforter, um, and He will speak to us in a still, small voice in that still small voice, listen, will never contradict what the Word of God has to say.
5: Okay. <laughs> that answers yeah. my question. It makes me kind of understand a little bit more why uh, that uh, but he does speak to you through the Word of God. So, um, But I, I was just kind of curious as to mm-hmm. why he, I mean, I, I imagine he could, if he wanted to, uh, speak to anybody. Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Um, you know, and and there are those. It's interesting when you, you know, and he speaks also through visions and and also through dreams. It's interesting um, that you hear about more reports, particularly in the Middle East, where um, people have had visions and and um, things like that. For me personally, the Word of God is the primary way that that He speaks to us, and not just for me personally, but I believe to the church into us and we have the canon of scripture that addresses every area of our lives to give us truth and and we need to be ones that are in the word of god and for me ted um the more that i know the word of god the more that i am sensitive i think to the still small voice of the lord because i'm trying to make a decision and it's like do i take that job do i move to that city do i buy that car do i buy that house there's nothing in the word of God that tells us, you know, whether to move to that city or take that job, right? And that's where it'd be nice to hear an audible voice from the Lord. Um and in the Old Testament, they even had what was called the erm and the Thummim. And they didn't know exactly what that was, but I know David used it and it was the Lord would speak through the erm and the Thummim. They think it was perhaps uh, in the the high priest would have it. It was like two stones, like black ones, white. And should I go to battle? David would ask, and you know, he pull out a stone, yes or no. And that's a simplified uh, explanation of it. I don't think anybody knows exactly what the erm and the thumbum was, but it'd be nice if somebody came into my office if we could pray, if we could hear the audible voice of God, you know, say take that job or marry that person or whatever. Um, or if I opened my drawer and I pulled out the erm and the Thummim, yes or no, but we have something that is so incredible, better than the erm and the thumb, and that is the Holy Spirit of God that lives in us, and that's what makes living as a Christian so real and vital, and the Word of God to guide us, and the peace of God that rules in our hearts, and the still, small voice of the Lord that just speaks to us in a very subtle way, and And I tell particularly the young people, listen um it was like a, Elijah when he ran from uh Jezebel down to the mountain of God, um as he's discouraged as he you know was afraid, and he was wakened by the angel on his way down, and the angel said, "Arise, Elijah, and eat for the journey is long and then, when he was in the cave there, as you read those uh verses in First King that there was an earthquake, and then there was a mighty fire, and then there was a great wind that you know broke the rocks. And the Lord wasn't in the fire. The Lord wasn't in the wind. The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. But he heard the still, small voice of the Lord saying, Elijah, why are you in this cave? I got things for you to do. And I always remind people, listen, the journey is long. The journey is long. And we need to be sensitive to hearing the still, small voice of the Lord. And the best way to do that is that we be familiar with the Word of God, our Bibles, um, and to read and to continue to read and immerse ourselves, renew our minds with the Word of God. So, Ted, hopefully that helps and is an encouragement to you.
5: Yes, I appreciate you taking my call, and uh, God bless
3: you. Well, I appreciate you calling. God bless you as well. Hey, 303... um, 690-3000, Six nine oh three thousand let's see we got all open lines right now. love to hear from you. give me a call and uh let's uh, talk about the things of the Lord and that text line is seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven I wanted to read to you, and it's been wonderful that we've had some calls, but I wanted to read to you uh as well from the book of Nehemiah because right now that as you know we're all going through um, You know this time of the COVID nineteen and shutdowns and safer at home and the regulations and not being able to meet face to face and I know it wears on us and it truly it is wearing on us. I, I, um, you know, have my moments where it wears on me more than others, but God still wants to work in our lives and He wants to work in incredible ways and wonderful ways, and I want to be reminded of that. I need to be reminded of that. And I want to read to you from the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was an incredible man. He comes back to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. He's the cupbearer to uh, the Persian king. And uh, he gets permission, as you read in Nehemiah chapter 2, to go back and rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. He'd never been to Jerusalem, but he heard that it laid in rubble. He prayed. He sought the Lord. The Lord guided him. And as he came back, they surveyed the rubble and all of that and they set the task of rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem, and uh, they had the enemies come against them, Sanballat and Tobiah and those who were mocking them and coming against them. They had all these things that t- just made it so hard, just the rubble. And and it said that um, that the strength of the laborers as they're building the wall around Jerusalem is failing, and there's so much rubbish that we're not able to build the wall. And right now you might be feeling there's so much, you know, rubble around. There's so much that uh, is, you know, is the task is hard. We don't know what to do. Feeling just tired and weary. And it was Nehemiah that I want to read to you from chapter 4. It says, Therefore I position a man behind the lower parts of the wall And at the openings, and I set the people according to their families and their swords and their spears and their bows. So family is really important. And the families were there set on the wall where they lived and where they were staying. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the leaders and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren and for your sons and for your daughters and for your wives and for your houses. And as you continue to read... You see there that um, it reads that they had a trial or construction tool in one hand, and they had the sword in the other hand to to protect their families, to to do the work of the Lord. And I just want to remind you that that you have a trial in one hand as your continuing desire to serve the Lord, to honor the Lord with your family. Moms and dads, uh, keep reading the Bible to your kids, to your grandkids. Uh, Keep praying with them, ministering to them. I know that as I talked to some parents, um, that there were some that said, you know, it's been wonderful to just be able to spend that time with the kids and read the Bible consistently to them. And you keep fighting the good fight of the Spirit. And you had the sword of the Spirit in one hand, uh, just as they had a sword, and that is the Word of God. God is great and awesome. God is great and awesome. And you keep fighting the good fight of the Spirit. And I just want to be able to to encourage you in that in every way. Hey, give me a call. couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We're going to go to my hometown, Greeley, Skyler. It's on line one. Hi, Skyler. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you?
4: Pretty good. Blessed yeah. actually, um, I was calling to reiterate some more on on Ted's question. Uh huh. Or he said that whether or not when God spoke in the olden days, if there was a text in the Bible that that explains why He doesn't do that anymore. Yes. And one of, one of the texts that came to my mind was when He says in First Corinthians thirteen that when that is with that which is perfect comes, some of the things which are imperfect will pass away. Some people believe that He's referring to some of the gifts. I think it has a lot to do with some of the ways that God practiced back then, like some of the gifts, I believe, could could fall under that, but also the way he spoke to his people through prophets. Well, that which is perfect would be the Word of God, the living Word. And some of the ways that are imperfect would be the old ways of him speaking through prophets and to certain people, and now he speaks to everybody.
3: Yeah, and, you know, as you read chapter 13, of course, it's in the... um... Uh, section of chapters 12, 13, and 14 speaking about the spiritual gifts. And um, and so, um, you know, here as you're reading the chapter, um, you know, ch- verse 10, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Some have uh, taken it to be the Word of God, that when the canon of Scripture comes, then there's some of the... Uh, gifts of the Spirit, particularly the sign gifts that uh, will no longer uh, be needed uh, because we have the Word of God. Um, There are others that say, well, when you look at it in context, it's speaking about when we go home to be with the Lord. Um, And, uh, you know, so that's where the debate comes in. Um, The question is, what is that which is perfect? Um, and some believe the miraculous gifts ceased, with the apostles say um, it refers to the completion of the New Testament. Um, I think it's it's speaking of when we are in the eternal presence of the perfect one, when we are with the Lord forever. Um, We will have new bodies and all things, you know, um, and it will last forever. So um, that's what I believe it speaks of, but... Appreciate your thoughts on that. There are those who go in that direction, Skylar.
4: No problem. Thank you very much, and you have a great day. You God bless
3: you. God bless you as well. Thank hey, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Love to have these discussions on the scripture and and uh, studying God's word. And I believe the gifts are for today, and um, that they have not ceased. And there's no other indication in scripture that gives us that. Uh, those gifts are not available for today. So, hey, um, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. we got a little bit of time left in the show. It's been so wonderful to talk to everybody. Um, I do have um, a text question that uh, is, I think, um, something that's important for um, not only the person who texted in, but in decisions that we make, uh, whether we should um, you know, participate in certain things. But... Um, this individual text and said, "My dad's going to be confirmed as a Catholic. I feel that it's wrong for me to attend. What are your thoughts?" That really has to be between you and the Lord. Um, sometimes we wonder, should I attend to that, you know, event? Should I go to that thing? Uh, I think that if um, somebody is being confirmed in a church, or you know, there's a wedding, if you go as a participant, you want to go as supporting, as showing your approval. And if the Lord is telling you in your heart you can't go, and I don't know all the ramifications of what you're thinking as you text it in, but Colossians chapter 3 tells us that the Lord will give us a peace that rules in our heart. And that word rule means an umpire. He'll make the call. And if he hasn't given you that peace and giving the call that I just... I just can't be a part of this and in it's um or I just don't have a piece about it or um then you have to be honest with your your father about that and tell him why and um you still love your dad um but it, you know it comes to a decision of where the Lord is leading you and guiding you and you know people will ask me should I go to this event should I you know go to this thing should I participate in that? Should I watch that? Um, We always want to have everything that filters through the Word of God, but then if the Lord's not giving you peace and, you know, just like, I just can't be a part of this. um, I can't watch this. I can't uh, see this. I can't be participating in that. Then the Lord is speaking to your heart if you can't do it in faith. So hopefully that helps and gives you some guidelines and uh, as the Lord is uh, guiding you and directing you in the things that you are deciding, we got some time for some call 303 690 3000. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. have had a wonderful time. I pray that you're doing well. I pray that the Lord is blessing you um, as we are navigating through this time, all of us in our lives. Uh, here at Calvary Greeley, we're going to continue to do online services we are doing Wednesday night. We're going through the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, we're going to, to open chapter uh, 20 this week, that Jeremiah begins to be persecuted. Uh, he's persecuted by his own brethren. He's persecuted by the leaders of the nation as he's bringing this message that there is going to be judgment that will come upon Judah because they had forsaken the Lord. And it was the false leaders that were on the scene, that were saying, no, it's going to be peace, peace, and um, everything's going to be good and fine and and uh, prosperity. And uh, they were rejecting Jeremiah's message. Matter of fact, they were calling him a traitor. And Jeremiah gets so frustrated with it that uh, he says, I'm not going to speak anymore. But as he is, you know, in the honesty of his heart, is sharing those things with the Lord and speaking to the Lord, the Lord's ministering to him. And we know that the word of God burned in his heart, Jeremiah says, to where he couldn't just keep it in any longer. And and here's the thing, that as we, in the day in which we are in, as we speak the truth of God's word, because we are to be light and we're to be salt. And sometimes people ask, you know, if the world's going to get worse and— Things are going to um, continue to get darker. Uh, what's my response? Our response is is that we are to, uh, to continue to be salt and light. And Jeremiah said that the Word of God burned in my heart. So we give the truth. And this Sunday, uh, we're going to continue in our live stream services as well. As you can watch that at 9.30, we have live stream service. Uh, calvarychapelgreeley.org, that's O-R-G. We're going through the Sermon on the Mount. We're doing a study in Matthew. And Jesus said that be exceedingly glad when there are those who revile you and come against you and persecute you. And I think exceedingly glad, I have a hard time just being a little bit glad uh, when that happens. But he says great is going to be your reward. And we do want to stand firm for the Word of God. And I know many of you, you know that the Word of God burns in our hearts. The Word of God is is something that uh, is um, in our hearts to share, to give truth, and to speak it, and to be praying, and to be salt, and to be light. Uh, we don't put the light under a bed where it can't be seen, Jesus said, but where it can be seen. And we don't want salt to lose its flavor. Um, salt was used for a number of things as a preservative. It was used to, um, you know, pay the wage uh, workers. It helps stop the spread of infection, um, and you know we have a great influence in our culture as we do that. Hey, we got a call earlier from Strasbourg, Wani, and and where the phone um, uh, isn't all that. Uh, the service they're good, um, but. Wanted prayer for uh, a nephew and his wife um, that have been involved in liberal churches and um, and things like that and also for her veteran son who struggles with PTSD and exploring Buddhism and Wani if you can hear I wanted to pray for that because these are very important prayer requests and uh, so we're going to be praying for you we're thankful for your son And his service to our nation. And uh, so, Father, I pray for Wani. I pray for her veteran son who struggles with PTSD. Um, Lord, that you would bring comfort to his mind, to his soul, that you bring healing to him. Uh, It's very real. Um, And uh, and it can bring agony to our soldiers, our uh, law enforcement, um, to different people in different ways that have gone through traumatic. Uh, circumstances and seasons in their lives. So I pray for him. Uh, I thank you for his service. I pray that you would just help him, bring healing to him. And Lord, as he is exploring Buddhism, that he would understand that, um, that Buddha is not um, a deity, that Buddha is not God, um, that he would come to understand that there is a living God and a personal God that created him and loves him and sent his son to die on the cross for him for his sins and rose from the grave because jesus christ is the only one that conquered sin and death buddha did not do that confucius did not do that muhammad did not do that or any other religious leader only jesus christ and i pray that you give Juanid just wisdom in ministering to him and uh, speaking truth into his life and the gospel and uh, bringing words of comfort to him. And I also want to pray for uh, a a nephew of hers and his wife uh, that's getting involved with, uh, obviously, the indicationist churches uh, that are teaching things that are very contrary to your Word. Uh, And I pray that you would speak to them through the Word, that, again, give Juanita's courage and give her wisdom in ministering to them, to her family. And Lord, that you would help them to see that your word is true. And uh, we pray that you would uh, just uh, bless them in every way. And uh, so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, let's go to David and Greeley before the show ends today. Hey, David. Yes. Yes, Pastor. How are yes, you? I a
2: little fine.
3: Good. I got Good.
2: a question on Second Timothy 4 8. Mm hmm. Finally, there, there is laid up for me a the crown of righteousness. I'll turn the page here. The crown of right, righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only me only, but also to those who have loved his appearing so I guess my question would be the the appearing part. And I I right. got an idea what that means, but can you shed a little more light on that?
3: Well, yeah, and it's a it's a really a wonderful verse, and um, Paul the apostle. Of course, these are the last words of Paul before he goes to the executioner. To be put to death and he says i fought the good fight and i finished the race and i kept the faith and finally there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will give to me on that day not to me only but all who have loved his appearing and it's interesting because as we read this the indication here is given we do note that there's crowns and rewards to be given there's crown of life there's um you know different crowns to those who um, have witnessed to others, brought others to Christ. There's crowns for giving. And here, here's a crown, not only for him, he says, but for all who had loved his appearing uh, on that day, that day when we will stand at the beamer reward seat of Jesus Christ, and those who have looked for the return of the Lord, who had loved his appearing. And and that's why um, I think that the teaching of the rapture of the church, the, the coming of the Lord is very important for us, particularly those of us who are behind the pulpits. And, and we, every indication in Scripture is given to us that we are to, to look for His appearing, look forward to it, love His appearing. I can't wait for the Lord to come back. And so that's a very simple explanation of my take on that.
2: I, I I have a feeling that's what it was, but there I've talked to other Christians that said, "Well, that's fine, but I, I got so many things I want to do down here in this earth." And yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And
3: and you said something very important, David, that I think every Christian should long for the appearing of the Lord. You know, there's nothing in this world that I need to do that trumps going home and being with Jesus and being in glory, there's nothing. And I understand young people sometimes say, I want to get married and I want to have kids and I want to do this. And it's like, okay, but heaven is going to be so wonderful when he comes for us and we're home with him. And, and the future that we have is so glorious. You know, we're going to be in glory. We're going to have new bodies. We get to rule and reign with him and come back with him in the second coming. I mean, that's so much more exciting than the the junk of this world and what the world has to offer so I love his appearing and I appreciate the verse that that Paul writes here and I'm looking for a crown of righteousness and all who are looking for his appearing hey David thanks I appreciate you call in. be careful be safe out there thank you everybody that's been a part of the show today appreciate it so much We'll be back with you tomorrow at the same time. God bless you. Have a great evening.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live.
3: Tune in next time
0: for prayer and God's word.